Economics in the Spirit present. How to be a success. Ordinary men living extraordinary lives. The podcast that explores the messy nuts and bolts behind people's success. Now here's your host, S.B. Cole, author of The Good Man, exploring economics and the spirit. Amani Simpson is an award-winning social entrepreneur, filmmaker, and youth activist. At the age of 21, he was stabbed seven times after intervening in a robbery attempt. He has since produced a powerful YouTube short film called Amani, starring Hollywood actor Javan Wade, which has had over two and a half million YouTube views. Amani, it is such a pleasure to have you on the programme today. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, I look forward to speaking to you and sharing my story. Awesome. So we're going to start with the beginning part of the podcast. My question for you, Amani, I know you were expelled from school in year nine when you were 13 or 14 years old. Can you tell me a bit about the boy you were then and what had shaped that boy? Yeah, great question. Um, I guess I was a young man that was trying to find myself. Um, I was allowing outside influences and, um, you know, peers to kind of shape the person that I was becoming. I came from a two parent household that um, had shown me love and uh, attention and tried to give me the best start that they, they, that a parent could give their child but that didn't necessarily prepare me for the primary school system. And, you know, starting in year one, there was quite a few different traumatic experiences in terms of um, moving from one school to go to another and trying to make friends and being bullied and all of these different things that, you know, have an effect on your self-esteem. And it just slowly started to eat away at my character. And I just went into survival mode. I just tried to, um, I guess, fit in with those that I was around, um, tried to become a little bit more rude, a little bit more, um, I wouldn't say the word is gangster. I don't think that's the right word, but I think that kind of gives an idea of what type of young person that I was. Um, and just trying to fit in with boys that had a little bit more character, (laughs) if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So you said you moved school. Can you tell me about the first school that you went to? Yeah, so the first school I went to was a prep school in Tottenham. Um, so my mum and dad, I, you know, as as parents do, you know, they want to give their child the best education, the best start in life. So they put me in a school that was, um, that was, I think it had a good reputation from my understanding. But then they decided that in order to kind of really give me that full education, that I, it would be better for me to go to a state school. So I went to a state school, um, normal primary school in Edmonton. And yeah, I think that the, the two worlds were different in the prep school. I, I got a lot of kind of uh, empowerment and encouragement to be my own unique person. I had quite a few friends that I'd obviously built up. And then in the space of six weeks, I'd gone from being um, in this school to being at another school. And it doesn't really I don't really remember there being a conversation about it. Not saying that they didn't tell me, but I more so remember the kind of severance from being with one group of friends to go in and being with another group of friends is, is quite a big jump. And the prep school, so is that a private school? Yeah, private. Uh, I, d- I don't know if it's officially a private school. I mean, you pay tuition, so I'm, yeah, I think that's the, I guess I'd have to ask my parents. <laughs> I think it, 
it probably was a bit more private than um, because you had to pay some kind of fees, I believe. So what was your first day at this new state school like? And when was it? What year was it? Uh, so I went, I started primary school in year one, which was 1995. And uh, yeah, I, I remember being excited. I remember going into the classroom and you know, the teacher saying, hey guys, we've got a new you know, class member. His name's Amani, everyone be nice to him. And kind of just having, I, I don't, if I remember correctly, I don't think that there was a great response from the class. Um, I remember making one friend called Aaron, who I'm still friends with now. But other than that, I think I, I slowly started to see who the cool kids were and the ones that were quite popular. And for whatever reason, they didn't really gel with me. We didn't really get on the, um, a couple of people in particular. And um, at lunchtime, it was kind of like, okay, you know, we, we, we'll play together. But then there was little things that I just didn't really feel comfortable with um, in terms of how they were kind of either dealing with me or, you know, just little things. It's, 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 the, it's the microaggressions or the micro things that, that become big things to each individual person. So it could have been anything. It could be that, you know, they kept saying my name wrong. I can't remember. I'm just using an example. They kept saying my name wrong purposely. And that isn't a major thing. But when you've got loads of people in a group kind of doing it and maybe teasing you, it then becomes a big thing to that person. And then your objective from there is to try and fit in and try and, you know, stop them from doing that. And so you maybe try different tactics in order to stop them from teasing you or, you know, to get them to choose you or get them to be your friend today. Like there's loads of different factors that kind of eat away at a young person, I believe. That was my experience. Mm -hmm. From working in a school, I know what it can be like when the the classroom is kind of quietly, purposely mocking kids and quiet ways of just trying to wind a person up and trying to make them feel like they don't belong. I've seen that happen mm -hmm. quite a few times. Yeah, it just it just it just eats away at the person's self esteem. Like it's so subtle that you can't even prove it. A lot of the time, I watched a really good, um, I think it was an ITV series the other day talking about workplace bullying it was like a, a i can't remember what the show was called but it was brilliant and it was just the subtle things that this guy couldn't prove he couldn't prove it he couldn't prove that his his colleagues were putting post-it notes all over his desk because they were just like, oh we were trying to help you all those little micro things and so that's the stuff that really eats away and gets into your into your head and then i guess because you're you're still growing in your maturity you don't know how to handle that all the time you don't always know how to articulate that with your teachers or your parents um, and then it just turns into this is bad behavior because of how you're reacting to it and you know you're not really communicating very well so that's part of the foundation as to you know how I then ended up getting expelled from school when I was older you know that's where it started. That sounds very familiar the way people react to the situations in school as well it can be misconstrued. Mm. Most definitely. Are there any bigger incidents that happened during that period as well? Um, I remember the first time I got kicked out, I, the first time I got excluded from school in primary school, I got excluded in year two. Um, so for, for those that don't know, exclusion obviously is like, you know, fixed term exclusion and getting expelled is you're kicked out of school, you can't come back anymore. Um, so yeah, they excluded me in year two, maybe for a couple of days. Uh, for kicking another pupil, a young lady. And um, the side of the story that I, you know, this is from my perspective, this girl had this, for the, for the first couple of years that I was in school, I don't know if she liked me or 
whatever the case may be, but she just had this thing of trying to like bug me and annoy me. And obviously as a young person, it's like the most annoying thing when this person is like constantly trying to get on your nerves or, you know, try and get your attention or whatever the case may be. And I remember sitting on the other side of the playground, playing with my marbles and just minding my own business. And I think I was alone actually. And she walked across the whole playground, um, picked up my marbles that I was playing with and threw them out of the gate. No idea why, no interaction, didn't say anything to me. And I just got angry and I stood up and I kicked her. And by kicking her, um, obviously it then kind of had a spiral effect because it was then you've kicked a child, you know, we're going to call our mum in and all these other different things. And no one actually asked me what happened. And from that day, it was very much like you are the naughty child. And, and I think in primary school, it follows you because you have the same class teacher a lot of the time. Um, so your class teacher will, will follow you through the school system or for at least a couple of years. And it just, yeah, that reputation followed me. And I just, I guess, just became that person. I just wore that mask every day um, because it, it, it was like a survival mechanism, I guess. And when you say wore that mask, what do you mean? So uh, I'll give another analogy and I love using this analogy. There's uh, there's a film, old school film called The Mask. That's got Jim yeah, Carrey in it. Well. Um, he's got a yeah, great film. Um, and he's got the uh, the green mask, obviously. So the, the the comparison to my story is that in the mask, Jim Carrey is is, you know, not really feeling good about himself. He feels like, you know, he wishes he had a better life, all these different things that he wasn't really doing. He wasn't content. And he found this mask and he used to put on a mask every day. And uh, as you'll know, he obviously got this boost of confidence. He was this loud, like, you know, very boisterous, very confident person. Uh, and then that mask kind of slowly started to encourage him to do negative things like robbing banks. He'd wake up with loads of money in his in his house. And if you remember later on in the film, there comes a time where he's like, I don't want to be this person anymore. I want to take this mask off. But what has happened is that this mask has, I guess, like attached himself itself to, to 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 him and it's nothing there's nothing you can do about it he keeps throwing it out the window it keeps coming back he keeps rebounding and coming back and i think that's the same thing for me when i was younger like i was getting into a lot of different um pieces like a lot of different types of trouble like getting kicked out of class not doing my homework answering back and that's not who i was but because i'd because I'd got comfortable wearing this mask every day by the time I actually wanted to kind of make different choices my habits had already been formed for me like in those formative years of like you know those ongoing every single day every single week getting into the same trouble not really having a chance to do anything different it just became who I was and so there was no real way I didn't know how to take that mask off and to be someone else I didn't know how to no one ever I didn't have a mentor or really anyone to talk to not like a lot of the kids will have now um, and it just became my character for, you know, and so by the time I got to secondary school, you can imagine how, you know, th that behavior and those, those feelings and all the different choices I've made have compounded into this, like, you know, this character or this, this, this person who is, you know, a complete terror for his teachers and his parents. And yeah, that's, that's who I became basically. Wow. Join us next time when Amani tells us about how his poor choices led to his life spiraling even further out of control. Here's a snippet. Like I, I used to love learning, but I just, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't apply myself, and and then the streets kind of sucked me in, and yeah, one thing led to another, basically. Thanks for listening. 
New episodes are available every Tuesday. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on iTunes as it will help the show to grow. Finally, The Good Man, Exploring Economics and the Spirit, is available on audible.com now. If it's your first book, it's free. Thanks for listening and stay blessed. Stay blessed.